Hey, welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth once again. Today's episode is, Why Are You Talking? I Am Not Listening. Listen, I'm all for learning and I'm all for vulnerability. We have to accept things. We have to admit defeats and mistakes. We have to listen to the right people. But too many people are energy suckers. I got this line from the Celestine Prophecy many years ago, an execrable book, a horrible book. But all books have some germ of truth and something worthwhile. And in that book, he talked about energy suckers. When I keynoted once in the United Kingdom, I think I was in uh, Manchester, I opened this British conference, uh, and after my keynote, people went into uh, a reception area. Of course, I tried like crazy to get out of that, but I was swept in by the crowd. And I'm not in there for 30 seconds when somebody pops up in front of me and says, would you like to know how you can improve your speaking? This was a speech coach, of course. And I said, is there anything that remains in the British Empire that could possibly stop you? Well, that went right over his head. And he said, when you move around like this, and he walked from side to side, the way I walk on a stage, he said, I can't focus on what you're saying. But when you stand like this, and he rooted his feet on the floor, then I can focus. He says, do you know what that's called? I said, I do. It's called a learning disability. Who the hell is he to tell me anything? One-off feedback is completely unimportant. It really doesn't matter. And most unsolicited feedback is for the sender. They're playing gotcha. They want to act like a big deal. They resent your success. You think that's harsh? Tough. This stuff, though, sends us in a tizzy. People are like a ball in a pachinko machine in Japan. They're bouncing around, bouncing around, because every piece of unsolicited feedback they listen to. There was an author on Facebook who I know, he's written two or three books, you know, he's a coach or a consultant or something, and he started complaining because one person critiqued something he was doing, and he got all this commiseration on Facebook. I said, the real horror here is that you're allowing this to bother you so much. He said, well, it really doesn't bother me, I just wanted to vent. No, then why did you vent? Opinion's cheap, you know? The great, great play on Broadway, Avenue Q, which featured full frontal puppet nudity, had a great song, said the internet was made for porn. Let's face it, a great deal of the internet is devoted toward porn. But it was, it was also made to equalize stupid opinions, masquerading as objective facts. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody feels it's equal. What's the saying, nobody knows you're a dog on the internet? My dogs are smarter than that. Most unsolicited feedback is in writing, by the way, like on Facebook, because the senders wouldn't have the courage to say it in person. They're cowards. There are some exceptions. One winter, I was going into one of my favorite coffee shops, and I left my Ferrari parked in front of it with the engine idling. I wanted to keep the heater on. It's very cold. And this guy coming out of the shop looks at the Ferrari, looks at me, and he says, I guess you're keeping the car on because you're afraid it won't start again. I said, I'll tell you what. When you own a Ferrari, bring it around and we can chat. I've never seen any statue erected for a critic, and those would be the ones to tear down. Do you know that an unsubscribe on a newsletter makes people suicidal? They want to know, why are people unsubscribing? What did I do wrong? You know, I feel if I'm not irritating people every day, I'm not doing my job. I was in San Francisco speaking to 200 people. And this woman there, this fanatic coordinator, insisted that no one leave until she had their evaluation sheet completely filled out. Now, I've never read an evaluation sheet in my life. 
I don't care. I'm not there for what the audience thinks. I'm there for what the buyer thinks. But a week later, she calls me and says, I want to give you your results. I said, I'm not interested. She said, here they are. She said, you got 198 tens. That was the highest rating. And two nines. I said, well, there you go. She said, well, I thought you might want to talk about the two nines. I was speechless. And she said, both people who gave you the nine said that they were upset by your New York humor. I said, lady, you haven't heard yet my New York humor. If you want to judge me, go for it. You know, that's fine. But there's no law that says I have to pay attention or care. We need to divorce our egos from such stupid commentary. I mean, when is feedback valuable and helpful? When you've asked people you respect, when it's solicited feedback, and when you find there's a clear pattern of behavior and it's not just one-off. And one-off feedback, by the way, that's positive is also invidious. People think they have a good idea because a drunken tractor salesman at a bar in the Omaha airport said they had a good idea. So they think you should write a book on hangnails and you go around saying you've got support for it. Even when you do ask people, most people know what they want, but not what they need. And most only know about themselves, not others. That's why I distrust any politician who says what the American people want is. That politician is saying what that politician wants us to think, pretending that everyone else does too. If you want love, get a dog. I have two. If you want feedback, Ask people you respect and trust and look for a pattern. But if you want stress, pay attention to every nutcase who wants to make a comment. Okay, there you go. That's the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 